Today is the day before Laracon, so maybe gonna keep it short today because I'm practicing over and over and over. Um, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready. I've been I've been practicing. Um, uh, I've broken it up into like four sections, and I've been practicing each one independently. And I think I've got it down. So I'm going to run through each one. I'm going to run through the whole thing now over and over. So I, it's a 40, 40 minute talk. And I think I've got each section timed out to be just right. So hopefully when I put them together, it's 40 minutes. So how long would you say it has taken you to write this talk, Aaron? Yeah. Um, so I, I took today's Tuesday. I took yesterday and today off of work and, and tomorrow off of work. Um, and so it's hard to say because there was some supporting code that was required. Um, yeah. So like that I'm going to be demoing. I had to first write the code. So that was a little bit, that was a little bit of time. I've probably, I spent all day yesterday and all day today. And then beyond that, like two weeks of nights leading up to it. So it's got to be 80 hours, including, you know, the programming and stuff. So a freaking ton. <laughs> I mean, um, and Laracon's amazing because they are paying the speakers, which is wonderful. Um, and I think not too common, but um, it definitely doesn't come out to a, a good hourly rate, but that doesn't, like, I would do it for free. <laughs> right. Don't, don't tell them that, but I would do it for free. Um, so I think it's all going to be worth it. And I'm like, as I'm giving this talk, I feel like this is really good. I'm, I am excited. I'm not, I'm a little bit nervous, obviously, but after I, each time after I finish, I'm like, yeah, this is going to work. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a common misconception as you see someone get up on stage or virtual stage as it were, and they give this amazing talk and the talk is 30 to 40 minutes. And I think it's a common misconception that they just write those in like two or three hours. Like the talks I have given same 40 to 80, like a tremendous amount of time goes into a good talk. Yeah, because I'll give like, and I, I'm able to base some of it on a talk I've already given, and which helps tremendously. But I'll be talking through it and realize that oh, this section's 14 minutes and it's got to be 10. So now I have to change my examples to still get the point across, but cut down four minutes. It's like, man, this is not easy. But it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I'm super pumped and I'm very ready for tomorrow to be here and be gone. So my talk's <laughs> at 11 a.m. Central. And then after that, it's just going to be oh, just a huge relief. Awesome. Well, I mean, this is great. I just, I just think I it's so amazing. So I was looking for the time. Um, sadly, I have a non-changeable family event Ooh. at that time. I know. I mean, Lame. Uh, I was like, what are the chances I have this one hour block that is I not know. flexible? Um, That's okay. It's on YouTube. You can watch it later. Say, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be recorded, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you just won't, I'm you won't have pumped. the butterflies with me watching it live, knowing know. I'm live. I You'll know. know whether it went well or poorly. So, Oh, I know. So what's your plan yeah. for the rest of the day? Are you just going to be like, whoosh? well, so for the rest of the day, I, I'm having, so I have the whole day off and I'm having uh pizza right after I'm done. So I'm having, cause I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch probably sure, a lot of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have, uh, Jennifer's cooking me a pizza for like, right when it's over, I'm going inside having a pizza and a big old drink. I haven't had any alcohol since, uh, January 1st. I usually go all the way to my birthday, which is February 14th, but 
I'm stopping tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to have... I'm going to have pizza and a margarita, probably come back out to the shed, watch some more talks, just like look at my Twitter the whole time. And then Jennifer and I are going at like three or four o'clock. We're going to um, a patio to have happy hour, us and the babies. So yeah. And then tomorrow night, I'm not working. And then Thursday night, I'm not working. And next weekend, I'm not working. So ready to have a little bit of my life back. Cause it's, it's just all, it's all happening at once, isn't it? Um, so yeah, that's Laracon. Uh, other things that are happening at once is, uh, I think we're, I think Hammerstone made its first money, right? Did we actually get it yet? yet. No, I no. don't think it, <laughs> no, he had some got problems declined. with the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, did it get declined? <laughs> There's some, some, you know, issue with it. Yeah, I think because it was a large purchase and we're a new vendor, they declined uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's good that we threw it out there to get some people through that yeah. to work the kinks out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're charging for it now, so that's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. That's Neil. So Neil, our number one guy, has been using um, the Laravel and Vue 2 version. And I think he's... Sean, you can speak better to this. I think he's still working on the front end for that. But he put Nova into production. So I got the Nova version out there. He installed it. And I think I tweeted it said he spent like 30 minutes building filters and was done and he had it deployed. And there, there were a few kinks around route caching and stuff that I sorted out, but he's live in production with it. And he said it saves his admin like hours and hours of work. So we're out there. Sweet. Amazing. Great. Yeah. Feels great. Feels super great. And I think Nova Nova is a great, easy route for us to get more and more distribution. So I'm super pumped about that. I'm confused about how the flow is going to go with Nova. So Nova, you have Nova installed. It's in your app. And then when you go to add plugins, you so you're going to go through their process for adding a plugin. But there's no paywall between adding refine. Is there a paywall? Like... Correct. So um, Refine Nova is a separate package and it is free and open source and it's just a bridge, basically. It's the part that links Refine and Nova. And then Nova is a private package um, that you can't install without paying for through unlock.sh. So the way Wait, that it works... You it, mean uh, when you say Nova, is it you mean like our like refine yeah i meant refine so refine and nova are actually the same in that they're private and paid for and so when you go to install refine dash nova which is the bridge package it's going to try to pull in hammerstone refine and that's the one that requires a license so you have to first pay for refine and set it up in your um, composer.json and then when you install Refine-Nova as a dependency, it pulls in Refine. Does that make sense? Yes, makes sense. I get it now. Cool. Yeah, and then someday I want to see... Like, I looked at the Nova site, and I couldn't find where I'm supposed to search for plugins in Nova. I'd love to see yeah. that. I don't know if there's, like, a link for that or if I have to, like, own Nova to, to do that. Uh, there's no um, There's no marketplace built into like a Nova install and there's no marketplace um, like first party Nova. It's very close to first party. I think it's Nova packages.com or something like that. Um, mm. And it's run oh, by that okay, agency Titan. So I think it's Nova packages. It's Nova something. One of them 
is right and one of them is very wrong. Nova Plugins is wrong. That's a WordPress. Nova yeah, Packages. Nova yeah. And so this is the one that I talked about maybe reaching out to them and seeing if like, I, I, I think I listed us on here. Like if we search for refine, yeah, yeah you can it. see that you can see that we're in there. It's pretty underwhelming. Um, I would like to reach out to Titan and pay them to like have sponsorship on the homepage or something. Um, that's the thing I was talking about. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago about sponsoring this site. So we can figure that out later. So we have Neil using Nova. We've got um, this other team using Nova. Um, I added them as a shared channel in Hammerstone Slack. Um, so they're getting it integrated. He said that they love it so far. Um, and then we have the PR agency. Um, I had a demo call with him and he's in our Slack and I haven't heard anything back from him yet. And I have another demo set up because when I tweeted about it the other day, I said, DM me if you want to try it. And so I have another demo set up for, I think Friday. Um, and Colleen, at one point you wanted to sit in on a demo, but then you had to do something else. Do you want to sit in on this one? What time is it? Um, let me see what I told him. Um, 9am central. That's, That's pretty uh, early for you. I can't do that. Yeah, I got to get the kids to school. Oh, wait, Friday? I might be able to do uh, that on Friday. Nope, says Thursday. I definitely can't. Sorry. Like tomorrow? Wait, in two days, yep. Thursday? Two days. Two oh, days yeah. I can't do it this Thursday. Ugh. But I would really like to sit in on a demo. Okay. That's um, fine. I, um, I'm sure I'll have more. I've also thought I need to record, I need to record a one, five, and 10 minute video showing um, basically pitching it, doing the demo. Yeah. So can we talk about this? Cause I think this Tell is a me. great idea. Um, cause Tell me. So Sean, Sean had asked me to put something together real quick for Zach, who's doing some work for us. And so this morning, just, you know, I just was like, Oh, and I used the phrase infinitely buildable query like three times. And I realized that I don't have a clean pitch. And so mm-hmm. like, as I was kind of just off the cuff making this video, it felt like, I don't feel like I was hitting the high points well. And obviously mm-hmm. this is just internal for us, but sure. yeah, I think a demo video is a great idea because I think you really have a lot of exposure to what people are super excited about. Mm-hmm. And um, that would be great for me too to see. Yeah. I think that's okay. That's good feedback because I think, I think um, as I've been giving these demos, I hear audible like, Oh, cool. And like, wow, that, that part's great. And so I think there's, there's a big opportunity to record different versions, you know, for people's different appetites and show those cool parts because putting it on Twitter with images is like, cool. You kind of get the idea. Um, but there's so much more there that is cool for developers when you see the back end and the things that exactly. you can do. And the, one of the biggest things is, um, like one of the things that people have been most excited about is, the fact that we try to sit between um, strict database and user intent. And so the whole thing with sometimes null columns should be true, sometimes they should be false, like that kind of thing. They've been really excited about the fact that we are giving their users a reasonable interface and not just presenting them with basically a database. Like it sits directly on top of your database and your user has to figure out, well, sometimes it's null. So I got to put null in here. It's like, no, the developer has all that in their head 
and then they can give the user a great interface without exposing implementation details. And they're always like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And so I need to, I need to record a, a couple of videos showing like, this is, this is the power of it. We make it easy for you. So. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of follow-up thoughts and questions about that. So the so right now it is hard for us to like we were talking about it. We're like, okay, should we just put a buy it now link, you know, on the page like for for Laricon? And I think that's a mistake right now. That's that's what we kind of talked about. And the reason is because like there's there are a lot of things that we need to figure out in order to essentially automate ourselves out of the process up front of like helping somebody understand how it works and overcoming the objections. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we can get people to be like, oh, yeah, that's a feature that I would like to add to my site or I've been working on that and it's hard or I have a shitty version of that already that I want to replace. That part I think we can get. But then it's like, OK, now am I going to spend a thousand bucks on it? There, there's a lot of steps in between. So eventually we got to get to where we've automated as much of that as possible. Um, so step one, I think that it would be a mistake to start doing that now, like full stop. I think there would be a mistake to start trying to automate it away now. I think okay. that every demo that we do is a learning opportunity right now. Um, and we should keep doing those for a while until we reach the point where it's like really obvious. And each demo is like, I know which part they're going to get excited about. I know which part they need to hear. I know. And then once we're kind of in that flow, then we can record videos. Um, And I like this idea of like a kind of video demo. I'd like a zip message has this capability. It's basically like a video landing page kind of thing. And then you start like a kind of video back and forth message. So it'd be like asynchronous demo calls. So maybe that's a path we could go down. Um, but I really, I really like that, uh, the idea of trying to figure out how we eventually automate our way out of it. Um, and so you and I think would also even now it's sit too in early. on these demos. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. so the help me understand that. You think the threat uh, or the, the problem with doing a demo video now is people will watch that instead of want to talk to us and we miss out on the opportunity to learn more stuff? Yeah, like I don't think we have the demo refined at all. Like to where it could be like i think you are better than me and colleen could do it but i still think we're like i don't know halfway there like it'll we do it like 10 more times 20 more times it will probably at that point become apparent like what the what the demo videos need to be okay um, and how we might be able to start automating like because okay while you're doing the demo it's not just going to be the demo you're also going to be getting questions about like well i really need to see the sequel that this thing is going to output basically because i don't trust the sequel or you know we're so then we'll be like okay write that down they don't trust the sequel then we can figure out ways to like address that objection like on you know in our landing page and sales copy in our email work like automation follow-ups whatever whatever we do like all of that we can we can then sort that out but first we have to actually know like what are the questions we need to answer and it's kind of brilliant that we'll have like this ability to talk to people like this i think it's a great opportunity well maybe i need to start recording the demos so that y'all can watch them afterwards i want to take notes i want to like watch them and take notes this is basically like basic customer research i would love it Okay, so I will figure out, I think I can do that with ScreenFlow. I will figure out how to record me and them and the screen all at once so that y'all can hear what I'm saying, but more importantly, 
what they're saying back to me. Okay, that's a good note. I'll figure that out and I'll do that for the one on Thursday morning. Yeah, so it's also, I know it's like so much work to be doing the, um, like handhold, all the handholding we're doing right now, but I think it's also like, that's the phase we're at. That's the, that's actually like really good. Like it's our opportunity to do all this learning. Um, so it's, it'd be pre like it basically, let's just keep doing what we're doing with very hands on, like guiding people through things. And then from that will flow like the obvious stuff that we could do to save ourselves time, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. I buy that. That makes sense to me. Um, I have been holding off on non Nova reaching out to vanilla Laravel view people still hold off. Yeah. Hold off. So I'm, I'm stuck on the, that we need a better customization and theming and docs. Like it's just period. Like, I mean, we could do a ton of handholding. Like I need docs at all is what we need for the, for the front end. Um, if, if we're going to have theming, like I, I was thinking that people would just like, kind of like what we have with Nova, right? Mm-hmm. Like Nova right now, mm-hmm. we can just, you drop it in and it's, there's no configuration. It's just like you use this query builder and that's it. And you it's do amazing. Your, yeah. <laughs> it's the, right. I it's mean, the best I thing say, ever. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that that would be what we would mostly be dealing with, but I suspect now after like a couple people looking at it and kind of test driving it, that there's going to be customization a lot. And so it's kind of like, okay, we can't really like start pulling people in on that until we can do some kind of customization, um, which is just, you know, it's waiting on me, (laughs) waiting on me. So as soon as I can get around to that, um, then, then we'll be good to go. Okay. That's fine. Um, as long as we're still, I just wanted to make sure, cause I have been holding off and I wanted to make sure that was still the plan that we all agreed on. So that's good. Yes. And I will keep pushing as hard as I can down the Nova path. And I know that Nova four is coming soon. And so I will hopefully be ready when they are ready with Nova four. Um, so hopefully that can bring us a little bit of uh, exposure and demo opportunities there. Okay. I got a question for you after we're done recording about that. Okay. Um, okay. Any, uh, that's all. I think the Nova stuff, any, what else? I did I super basic changes to our landing page for Laracon. So that way we can collect email addresses. We have almost okay. 300 now where well, we have like 300 on that mailing list, which is yep. good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that'll be how we can like start pulling in demos is from that list, I think. Great. And then um, I, the next thing for me is <laughs> finishing up the marketing site. So basically right now I have, I am doing too many things in parallel. And so nothing is getting done, but everything is making, getting progress. So I'm stuck on the marketing site. So I'm just going to focus on getting that done. That way we have that all configured and all of the SEO juice going for my old sites and like getting the email list ported over that stuff. So I'm going to finish that. What were you going to, you were trying to interrupt there, (laughs) but, but I need you first, right? Oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna do this <laughs> <Exactly>. stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What are y'all working Thank on? You. Some hot wire stuff. <sighs> yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> there's just some UI stuff, like little little tweaks to the UI that are important and more complicated than I realize. Um, and the hot wire API, what's happening now at client, which is super good to see, but they're super confused about how to put this in different places. And the place mm-hmm. we have already put it. And the reason it's 
struggling, the reason there is some confusion is because of the way we've exposed it to the client with it becoming unstabilized and then stabilized. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some stuff that's not working correctly. And I think it's, it's just something we need to sort out. So it's good. We're sorting it out, right? It's good. We're seeing them yeah, try basically, you know, they've got this really bright engineer. He's great. And he just ran with it. And he ran into some things that now he's showing me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why you were like, why didn't that do what I thought it was supposed to totally. do? Totally. Yep. So, but I need, Sean, I really need Sean's help on that. So I'm, I'm, um, I would like to have Sean first and then he's okay, so, on website. <laughs> Colleen, get Sean first and then marketing site. <laughs> and then marketing. And finish that. Oh. Yeah. And then also, like, I'm just done doing 80 hour weeks. That's that time of my life is over for a while. So, that's just <laughs> I ran ran yeah. out of ran out of physical steam. That's yeah. the, this weekend I realized I was like, well, that was it. <laughs> like I I was like, I need to do work, and then it just I, like, nope, not happening. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> thought that's what was happening, and that's why I was like, let's just it's too late. Let's just use the site we have now. Just put some new words on it, and so I I, I think I saw that happen in real time, and so I'm glad I'm glad we well, have something. That isn't because of the burnout that I mean, I'm I'm actually burnout's the wrong word. Just, I'm just tired. Um, the, the, uh, that is because the view two, view three thing, you know, not swear is it just took so much time. Um, and again, too many things in parallel that needs to just get pushed over the edge. So like, (laughs) I need to get that. I need to get that done. That way I can free up, Dave to put his stuff into there and move forward. He might even be able to help me, you know, with the view stuff. So we might be able to make some progress on that while I'm doing the marketing site. I mean, helping Colleen first and then doing the marketing site and then doing the customization stuff. So the, yeah. So, I mean, that's just like the next three months is basically that. Like, yeah, yeah. we had an episode, I think it was like episode two or three where it was when back in the day when it was just Sean and I, and it was called too many open loops. And that was, that was the exact same, the yeah. exact same problem is there were too many things that were open. And so it felt like we're not making progress on any because we have to push six things forward slightly. And I think that's actually when Colleen DM'd me and was like, Hey, you guys sound tired. Like, <laughs> yeah, we are. T- <laughs> we are tired. Do you remember that Colleen? I, I do, do yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I think it's like a phase. It's a phase that companies go through, and we have to move out of it eventually. We're not. It's just going to be that way for a while, and it's kind of necessary, I think. But the like at my day job, I am. It's basically my job to help us move out of that phase because that's that's what we're doing. Like uh, coordinating everybody to like align on some sort of product strategy. <laughs> so that way, like we know that like every effort that we're doing is lined up on some sort of bet that we're making on the product for the business and, you know, getting some sort of organization around like cycles and like having some predictability and that sort of stuff. But that's like, we're, it doesn't make sense for us right now. There's too many, we need to be way more adaptable than that. Right. That's, that's very adaptable what I've described, but not as like, we got basically got to be ADD for a bit. I think. I mean, that's just how that's just how it is. Maybe why so many entrepreneurs have <laughs> that I know at least have ADD because it's just part of the. Just seems like what you have to do at first. Yeah, I feel like there's um 
like there's a expansion point and then a contraction point. And it just, you go through that over and over and over. Like you are doing all of these projects and then you finish yeah. some and it comes back down and you feel great. And then you spin up six more and then it comes back down and you feel great. And I feel like we're at the point, especially on the front end side where you've got four things going in parallel. And once we get view two, view three, mono repo and react all done, it's all going to come back to a point and if you're going to feel great and then it's going to spread back out again. Yes. Yeah. So, tangentially related. So I guess um, Alexis Ohanian in the early days of Reddit, he had this theory on responding to customer support. Tell me if you've heard this. And instead of like picking the people at the bottom of the stack, if you were at the bottom of the stack, he would just let you go. So some people he responded to immediately. So half the people got amazing customer service and half the people got terrible customer service and <laughs> no one, I'd never heard this. I heard this yesterday on um, one of the bootstrapper podcasts I listened to. I did too. And I can't think of what, which one it was. Um, and no one, so no one got mediocre customer service. So your experience was either spectacular or terrible. And I thought that was such an interesting theory. Like it was basically like, I can't give them all co- excellent customer service. And so instead of giving everyone mediocre, I'm going to split it up. Anyway. I'd never heard that theory before, but I hadn't either. That was so funny. Yeah, that was funny. I think that uh, if we um, control our growth and charge right, charge the right amount, that we can give always excellent customer service. Just right. in case this customers will see this. I mean, Reddit, right now. Like, was probably, yeah. Reddit was probably a dumpster fire, right? Did you even have, you didn't have to pay for Reddit? So, yeah, no, obviously, yeah, exactly. high touch product, expensive product. Yeah. We will always have a excellent customer service but speaking of like too many open loops it made me think of that um yeah that's probably a symptom of that that makes perfect sense like you have to prioritize so that's how we did it (laughs) yeah i thought that was interesting um yeah things are good in client world i think i mentioned or maybe i didn't mention that we kind of made some more concrete deadlines ideas and i like to work that way like i like to towards deadlines um I thought I had this really sweet optimization and it's probably not going to work out. So it works fine, but like I tell me, I want to know. So, (laughs) so you know how I'm building out the sub queries and I'm adding the nodes and I'm building out the ARAL nodes. So I have this fundamental problem because I don't pass in the initial query where sub query can be nil. So then I have to account for every time subquery could be nil. And this is not just in filter and it's in tracks pending relationship query. And in tracks pending subquery relationships, Aaron <laughs> named them. And I just start like, tra- it's descriptive. Tracks pending subquery relationship. It's descriptive. <laughs> Dude, when I first saw that, I was just like, oh my. Uh, oh my anyway. gosh. So what happens is because query can be nil, it gets a little gnarly, not gnarly, but like in my recursive function, I actually have to check the class to see if it's what we call a select manager in ARL. And a select manager is exactly what you think it is, select ID from whatever. Anyway, it works fine. But I thought I found a way where I could pass in initial query and make it work. And it's so close. And the only thing it can't do is our where clauses don't accept a closure. That's what we were talking about. Mm. I even talked to Pete about it yesterday. I was like, he is the smartest Rails guy I know. Yep, so for sure. if this can be done, like he will know the way. And he was like, you can't. Ah, so it almost, wins again. It, well, okay. But what you're doing is, is kind of. Nutty, no offense, but um. Hey, get out of here with that Laravel bashing. I don't appreciate that at all. Like it's just so close because all I cannot do is I can't I can't join them with the correct query method 
as the return right. from what you're returning from the closure. And it's like, right. so I'm like so close and I was sad about that, but um, I'm going to give it a couple, couple more hours because it would be so cool, but I, I don't think it's going to work out. So you're definitely giving a talk at RailsConf then because there oh. are like six people that understood, maybe five people that understood what you just said. And you're one of the foremost experts now. Yeah, I think, you know, someone even commented on my Twitter question about that. I think ARAL, because it's a private API, yeah, people will reach for raw SQL. And like when you reach for raw SQL, that's worse. I mean, it really Much is. Worse. Um, at least we still sit on top of the database and, and ARAL's adapters will, you know, appropriately adapt for your database so and the day and interestingly enough um the information out there is there's just no good new information mm-hmm. so it's like trying to search for a needle in a haystack trying to learn that mm-hmm. stuff so it's been really cool like i i think it's just a really interesting space to be in but anyway well that sounds exciting i hope you crack it i do too like i you know and so it's that it's that trade-off between like i don't want to waste my time right time mm-hmm. we just talked about we're all busy um and but but man i'm so close uh-huh. <laughs> it would be so beautiful too because i can get rid of like all of these conditional statements like it would just be really beautiful so um anyway that's what i've been up to getting that playing with that sounds exciting so i'm gonna do the client work i'm gonna pay myself this time Oh, yeah, you should do that. Because <laughs> I'm going to buy... I decided... I was talking with Beth about it. I was like, I'm going to buy a piano. That's what I'm What happened do. to this sauna? I thought you were going to buy a sauna. <laughs> what? Sauna is... Sauna is on the list. But piano... Sauna? Isaac's like almost eight. And, you know, he's got to start thinking about musical instruments. We're a musical family. So I thought maybe it would help him if you he heard me playing piano. Also, I just really need that kind of thing in my life again it's been a long time do you play, play piano, piano? Well, you guys don't know this about me no oh i was a very serious piano player i practiced i probably put in i'm one of these like ten thousand hours kind of like like i practiced hours a day since i was 10 really and then i was a piano major in college what yeah i've never <laughs> heard of a piano major that's not a thing <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> Yeah, I reached a fairly high level of piano playing. I even had a, um, I was well known in the Suzuki piano community in Arizona, and I had students and all that stuff. Yeah. What in the world? <laughs> Dude. I feel like I feel like Sean doesn't do anything halfway. It's like, oh, I kind of like poker. I'm going to be a professional poker player. <laughs> oh, I kind of like pianos. I'm going to get real into the Suzuki community in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, I was 10. I wasn't thinking that way. But I, got, I did, that is the first time that I like saw the benefit of practice and doing incredibly boring, boring, boring work for hours and the payoff. And that has been with me forever. Like, yeah, that, that's it's again. And then also I was just talking with one of the former elite military guys about this that I was talking with. Like, so we think it's fascinating that like, because we do assessment and selection, and it is it is sort of like a mystery sometimes how people, um, like, it's like they've never they think that they are expert in something. Like the metaphor, like the 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 idea would be this: it's like so somebody you know some kid is asking their teacher like why do birds migrate in the winter, and the teacher says because of instinct. And then the kid's like, okay, now I know why birds migrate in the winter. Well, they don't know shit. Like, they just know 
the word migrate, right? Like they don't know. I mean, they know high, like uh, instinct, like, oh, okay, whatever that is. They don't actually know why. So like there's like um, something that's beneficial of becoming like an actual true expert at something where you, you go through the entire Dunning-Kruger, you know, curve and you get out to the other end where you're like, you can actually assess yourself and other people and you know kind of where you're at and you know like the amount of work that it took to get there and you know and then you can for the rest of your life you do that one time and then for the rest of your life you can identify it and other people and then what you're doing and kind of gives you that clarity so that is for me piano was that and also i just love i love performing and playing in front of people and doing all that stuff because hmm. that was good so you know when you're a kid you get and you like getting gold stars oh, you go sure. like play something that's like way beyond what most people expect a 15 year old to be able to play that's always very like rewarding <laughs> yeah that's super cool wow that's, that's a great idea Beth, too oh, we met it? when we were 10 Aww. yeah we met when we were 10 we had the same piano teacher she would always joke about us getting together and then yeah so she came to our wedding oh my gosh you guys met no, when you were 10 so cool yeah wow that's horrible <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I feel like I don't. I haven't met Beth, but I have this impression that she's like super cool. Is she Beth? super cool? She's a badass. Yeah, I just have. This <laughs> she's a Chicago public school teacher. Of course, that's she exactly why. I'm like, she's a Chicago public school teacher. She's a badass. <laughs> clearly, yeah, um, she could beat me up. I'm pretty sure. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of badass. <laughs> so uh, piano, I love it. I love that idea. Great idea. Um, I'm pro piano. You know, it's as well. so, like this is off topic, but it's so hard to teach your kids that what you're talking about, Sean, like my kids. So my husband and I are both were excellent students. My children are excellent students, but they're lazy AF because they're so it's so easy, <laughs> right? Like it's yeah. so they don't have to do anything. And the teacher's like, they're so brilliant. And I'm like, no, he's lazy. Like, anyway, so I am also looking for something to teach my children. They actually have to work at things sometimes. I like the musical instrument idea. Yeah, it's hard. And the practice, so like this, the, the practicing method that we taught, which I still, I still to this day does not, I don't understand why more people don't do this for more things. But the idea in Suzuki was like, you never, well, at least my teacher and I, this pretty widely adopted in that community, but it was like, you never practice wrong ever, which means that when you're learning a new piece, you, you learn it one hand at a time and you play it incredibly slowly with a metronome. So you're learning some piece, you you know, and you start a metronome, you go two measures at a time. Metronome is super slow and you do it. So you're just hearing this like dink, dink, dink. And then 20 times you do the two measures with, with one hand and then wow. you do it with your left hand and then you do it together. And then you get to move on to the next one, you know, and then you get to ramp up the speed. But the point is that you never, ever practice wrong. And that was like the most boring thing ever, but I could learn these incredible pieces. And then when I would go to perform, no problem. Cause I had it yeah. so memorized. Like there was no, you're not allowed to use music when you go do um, a Suzuki piano performance. So wow. It was always memorized. And then, Jeez. but I mean, you practice it that much and it's just memorized. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually forgot about that. That's funny. I also was terrible at reading music because of that. I was. <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. Super boring, hard work, and then you see a payoff. Right. Like it, I don't that's, know. It's like that's, it's, that, that's why people <laughs> that's don't do it lesson. because it's super boring and it's hard. That's why. But like that will serve you for the rest of your life, right? Like uh, learn how to be bored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> learn that you're not immediately going to be good at everything. There are some things also you're going to have to work at, right? Like anyway, I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm supportive. That's such of an that. important lesson. 
Yeah. Yeah. I hope you figure totally. out how to get your kids that lesson. <laughs> yeah. They're not that lazy. I, I, I immediately regret calling them lazy. They're not that lazy, but they don't really have to try that hard. Anyway. <laughs> Love you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got to get back to practicing. Last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Torchlight is now on Laravel.com. So Torchlight powers the syntax highlighting awesome. for Laravel.com, which is huge. Biggest one by far. Um I have lots of thoughts on that. We'll talk about that later. And Did update, they link to us? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they put a link in the phone. Oh, that would be great. Can we, can we put Torchlight on Hammerstone domain? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I'm only half joking, but like yeah. uh, uh, SEO-wise, like... Yeah, the yeah, they part. do. on the um, In the footer, code highlighting provided by Torchlight, which is insane. Um, yeah. That's, yes. That's yeah, I think we could. It might be too late. We'd have to ask Buckby about that. Um <clears throat> But yeah, great, great things there. Excited about that. We'll talk about that later. Update, my car got hit. Remember, Colleen, I told yeah. you my car got hit. So yeah. I think, Sean, you were gone at this point. My car got hit overnight while it was parked. Somebody hit it and drove off. It is possibly totaled. <gasps> wow. They, oh, no. hit, they hit my um, driver's side tire and the alignment was all wonky. And now it's at the Toyota. It's a forerunner. It's at the Toyota dealership. And... Um, they said there's frame damage. So right now insurance has paid them, I think 3,500 to take the body off the frame, which seems bad to start with. And then they're going to assess the frame damage. And if they can stretch and correct the frame, it'll be like 15 grand, um, that insurance will have to pay. And so then at that point it's insurance's decision, whether or not they'll pay or total it. So either way, pretty crappy because i'm either gonna have to find a new car and i got a good deal it's a used forerunner i got a great deal on it and now you can't find cars anywhere no or terrible time to buy a car car. or i'm gonna have a used car with a big old frame damage report (laughs) on the carfax report so (laughs) pretty yeah pretty crappy um so that's my update on my car (laughs) that's okay i gotta go back to practicing let's end it there okay bye-bye